Welcome to the third season of That's So Second Millennium, the Catholic science podcast where we explore the fascinating borderlands between science and theology through realms of philosophy, human experience, and more. Welcome back to That's So Second Millennium, episode 100. I feel as if we should have prepared something with a little bit more fanfare for our 100th episode. It's a nice milestone. We've been doing this for quite a while, over two whole years since the very beginning of April 2018. But uh, all we have is a conversation between myself and Bill about, well, it starts off with a good 15 or 20 minute meditation on neurobiology, the difference between the hemispheres of the brain, and developmental psychology. And I am the guinea pig or the test case, uh, just narrating my experiences, exploring that uh, aspect of my own psychology and spirituality for that matter. And we segue into, believe it or not, one of Bill's favorite subjects talking about our inability to communicate across ideological divides. And eventually we get to discussing secular anxiety and the need for the atheist to play God because we can't, we're human, we can't stop moralizing. <laughs> And yet there has to be a reason why there's any justification for moralizing. So we have to find it within our own opinions, within our own selves. And the quest for control and the anxiety that that leads us to, because of course we're completely incapable of it. So, a meditation on the frontier between science and religion. The frontier that lies within our own minds, within our own thoughts, within our own feelings, within our own psychology. So, there you go. Happy 100th. Thank you for listening. How are you? How are you? <laughs> That's the most important question. Are you That's doing right. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing better. Right, yeah. I, I've been through. Yeah. I've been through a big sort of emotional roller coaster in the last 24 hours in terms of, really? you know, working on this, uh, working on this proposal, right. mourning the fact that I misspent, you know, 25 years of my life such that I'm in this position that I'm in right now. Right. Um, and oh, then no, I wish you'd stop old, that. <laughs> yeah. And then getting getting angry about it a little bit this morning and then yeah, coming back uh, to peace about it um yeah, i do a yeah. lot of okay so i mean this is not you know tremendously strange i mean we've had darshan arvez on the show so this is not uh this is not this is not too strange right, for us we, we have her lens okay good yeah we have her lens um so this is so for my codependency one of the main tools of that program is to engage in what we call reparenting and okay. so that that's a process involves you know multiple components one of them is to is to sort of seek out you know internally spiritually one's loving parent which one you know had partly as growing up but it was sort of obviously if you're in a in, the, in this position something went wrong Right. Um, so you got to you find that and then you, you find your own sort of, you know, inner child, the part of you that never had the chance to grow up because it never, you know, was parented properly. Again, you know, we've, we've had Darsh and Arvez on the show three times. So, uh, so we're not, uh, we're at we least not breaking new ground yeah. there. Right. Um, right. So that's, and then, so I've been going, and one of the, one of the tools for doing this work is what's called opposite handwriting, where you you know, what's what the the standard form of it is to is to treat your you know most of us are right handed so your right hand as the you know the you the ego more or less because as as much as we talk about how the problems of the ego we can't actually get rid of it, um, and then you ask questions of your inner child and then you put the pen in the other hand and listen 
so to speak, to the inner child answering. Oh my goodness. So it's been, it's, it's, and, and of course there's, you know, neuroscience behind that and the whole, you know, left hemisphere of the brain operating the right side of the body versus the right hemisphere of the brain operating the left side of the body for most people. Right. Um, but what I actually, and I, so I, so I tend to do this every Sunday, I take some time to do program work and I do that specifically. So last Sunday, Easter Sunday of all days, I'm having this, I'm, I'm engaging in this. And at some point my, my left hand, you know, remembers. So there's, a, there's, a, I, you know, listen to a stable podcast. And so it was on some other podcast, not a, not a Catholic podcast, not a, you know, not a conservative podcast. I certainly listened to a fair number of those, but one of my, one of the other ones, like either yeah. possibly radio lab or one of the ones that NPR puts out, it could have been hidden brain. Hidden brain is probably the most likely possibly uh, radio lab that WNYC puts out, um, which is definitely, I mean, radio lab is in my stable so that I can hear what the, I've probably discussed this before, but, the, but it gives me a window into what the semi-intellectual left thinks about things, right, which, right, right. which I suspect is kind of valuable. Um, it's, yes. it's intriguing to, to try to listen to them, obviously believing that they're just, you know, talking to people on the inside of their own, you know, worldview. Yes. So, so their guard is kind of down and that's, and that's helpful. That um, so one, one of those anyway, so there's a book that one of those podcasts brought somebody on to talk about a book called master and emissary. Okay. Probably a somewhat obscure book. And it's actually, I haven't read it. I, but I remember the conversation. The conversation is really intriguing. The guy's thesis is that, so, so what do we think of, okay, Bill, so let me put you on the spot. You've heard of this whole left brain versus right brain stuff at some point in your life. What, what at this point, you know, just putting you on the spot, pop quiz, what does the left brain do? What, what is the left brain good at? My recollection from a conversation I had about this not too long ago is uh, it's the more uh, it's the less linear thinking side and the more kind of big picture side. Do I have that correct? Uh, that distinction That's interesting. Correct? So what so what I thought you would say is that the left brain is the more analytic and um, I might, goal oriented uh, and logical side and that the right brain was the more creative side. Yeah, that's my. Uh, that's certainly uh, what I internalized over the course of you know my twenties and thirties, hearing about this stuff. See, yeah, I um, I just uh, may, might be confusing the two, but I think that is interesting. I wonder if it is that simple, though. Uh, well, you, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's the question that that this guy, the whole brain. I, I bring up the book because he was he was attributing to the right brain what you were attributing to the left brain. Interesting. Um, okay, so it's, it's possible there's just been an inversion there. Um, but, but it was, you know, wow. that was the point. And, and his thesis is that Western culture in particular has exalted left brain skills and left brain styles of thinking right. to our detriment because it, really the right brain belongs in the sort of overall captain's chair because the right brain has this ability to integrate across, you know, it, it takes the bigger picture and it integrates information that the left brain feeds it. So this whole master and emissary is apparently a, a parable, so to speak, about the right brain is the master and he sends the emissary, but the emissary 
gets all big for his britches and starts, you know, deciding that he knows better than the master and, you know, and then, and then we have a, you know, Mickey Mouse and Fantasia situation. And, right. And, and that he believes is, is an apt parable for a lot of our psychological and cultural problems today. That's interesting. So in any case, so uh, yeah. I'm, I'm remembering this. So, so let's close that parenthesis and, and back up to, to, to the previous level. Okay. <laughs> so I'm having this, I'm, I'm writing with my left hand and my left hand is remembering this. And like, you know, there's a lot of the parenting stuff really is coming from my side. And then I put the pen back in my right hand so that my, you know, with my left brain, of course, that's one of the strange <laughs> fascinating accidents of like why why do we why do the neurons cross somewhere near the connection to the uh uh spinal column but in any case so i'm my right hand and my right hand is starting to write you know yeah i'm really the kind of in fact let me open it up here yeah uh it's just a page or two back let's see it's, it's april 12th easter um and conversely, so this is my right hand picking up after my left hand has had its say. I have yeah. a great deal of Arthur, which is my name for my middle child or my inner child. That's my middle name. I don't I see. use it for anything, yeah. but it's always fascinated me because I mean, why not? King Arthur, right? Uh, um, yes. Over on Arthur. my side, do I not? Perhaps I have more than half of him on my side. I'm the one who is pleading, earnestly trying to please, earnestly trying to be cheerful. Perhaps you are the master and I am the emissary, the apprentice, the timid young hero in need of advice from my spiritual mentor. That makes a lot wow. of sense. Wow. So, so, so I, you know, have, have been having these strange little uh, internal adventures. <laughs> yeah. And that, so, and that, what? Mm -hmm. well, uh, which side, uh, and let's, let's go with the paradigm that, that you're, you're talking about, left being the big picture. Oh, no, right, uh, left, right. Le right, right, right is big picture, left is yeah. linear. The left uh, brain loves to immerse right, itself right. in a task and get, you know, and just get into the task for the task's sake and, you know, keep its head down and not worry yeah. about things when it's, okay. when it's left to do it, it really does well. So then which side is the perfect emissary? Uh, the emissary the, is the left uh, brain. The left, the left brain is the tool. The left okay. brain is the is the is the craftsman. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it really is the, the craftsman on a small yeah. scale. Yeah, it gets the job done. It knows how to turn the lathe. It knows how to you know to to get the parts all in order. But but it needs direction. Yes. It it right. needs that wide. You know, so uh, so logic. Logic is a tool. Logic right. is the web that connects things. But logic can't tell you what your life should be about. It just can't. It's a category error. Yes. And yet we try to pretend that that's, in some sense, possible and the case. And the left brain flails around without guidance from the right brain. And certainly, right. you know, without guidance from, you know, bringing it back to a Catholic perspective. Um, without guidance from, you know, spiritual insight. From thinking about the last things. Yeah, right. we try, I mean... The whole, all of our, all of our distractions. I mean, that's the left brain trying to medicate itself because it doesn't know what it's doing, and I mean, and it's it's trying to quiet the right brain, perhaps. That's who's, interesting. Who's, who's realizing that we're pissing our lives away, and yeah, yeah, you know, just not not dealing, not attending to the important things, and yet we just we just don't know how. And then, of course, then that brings it back to parenting because you know we. 
we do what we do to a large extent because that's how we brought we're brought up regardless of whether we like to admit it or not yes does that feed into um uh you know uh, the proclivity of uh, a mother or a female being more prone toward one and the uh, male or husband or father uh, being more prone toward the other side of the brain um i'm not up on research like that it'd be terribly difficult stuff to do because i mean and the problem is, is this is really malleable stuff it I mean, is. those, are, those really are the is. those are the tendencies but for example it's apparently a well-known fact that if you're missing a hemisphere at birth right. you will the the remaining hemisphere will take over both halves of the body for sure right yes um what that what else that does uh, to your you know cognitive and uh, spiritual life afterward i don't you know i haven't i haven't seen that <laughs> longitudinal studies of, oh, of what those effects are but uh but i mean so so the question of it would be really difficult to unfurl enculturation from yes we probably have cultures that push women to be to emphasize right brain thinking more than men and men right. to emphasize left brain thinking more than women right but that's so i mean that and there and there may be a genetic basis for that as well there may be genetic proclivities in that direction but gosh those would be hard to unfurl yes although i bet a lot of neurobiologists uh, uh make I'm that part of their have. study yeah i certainly have and the problem is it's so hard to unfurl that if you want an answer you can find a way to get it exactly and probably the um the gender studies uh, programs at colleges uh, tend toward one answer uh, to the, the issue and uh i don't know some other sectors or uh ideologies might tend toward another yeah answer. yeah but, uh yeah, yeah. everything becomes uh, not weaponized but I ideologized the thing that interests me is um uh, the, uh and this was said by uh, a speaker at the center for ethics and culture annual uh event that's always so good as you're i'm sure you remember um uh, this this one speaker said that uh, our problem nowadays is that we're trying to be both relativists and moralists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, we 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 in God, oh. but we're saying that oh. we are God. Uh, somebody's got to be God because we've got all these moral problems out there of yeah. good good versus evil that have to be solved. Yeah. So, in the absence of God, I better I better play that role. Thank you. Yeah, somebody and has to. Yeah, somebody has to do it, right? Yeah, in the, in the and, words of another piece of twelve-step literature, it got to be awfully lonely sitting on that throne of God. Right, right, right. Yeah, um, and uh, the, it's it's the the line is uh, used at least a few times in my favorite movie, Broadcast News, where um, uh, the uh, OCD uh, a woman producer is. Um, uh, uh, you know, talking to people like cab drivers in Washington and saying, uh, now, uh, you know, K Street is is uh, busy this time of week, uh, this, this this time of day. So be sure you go around DuPont Circle instead of uh, at, and and the uh, the cab driver says to uh, uh, says to her, it, it must be wonderful, uh, you know, uh, thinking that, you know, everything. And she's at very authentically and with a grimace on her face. She says, oh, no, it's it's very it's very hard. It's a, it's and, such a burden. It, 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 she, and, and you know she and what's what's a beautiful part of, of the character oh, is that she, yeah. she does actually feel and show 
that burden. Yeah. Uh, but 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 she can't. You know, she has to accept it because uh, she's a secular journalist yeah. who has to decide right from wrong and who oh, has yeah. to make a day efficient and. Oh yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's it's it can't be surprising that anxiety has gone up despite the fact that our our actual physical security has gone so far down over the course of the 20th century, just because we have we're in charge. We we're and we're we're completely yeah. unequal to the task. We don't have any control. Yes, we have influence. We don't have control. No, that's right. That's right. And uh, it and uh, the the problem now is that we are tending uh, toward uh, a, a kind of desperate mood move toward gaining control um, uh, uh, through tribalism, through uh, 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 groupthink, through uh, you know social uh, social media communities that uh, group us all together with people who. Uh, think 100% like us, yeah. and so we're trying to to gain gain that control uh, that we sense somebody needs to have, and we're not willing to surrender that back to God. No, yeah, I mean it's you know I I understand that coming from a skeptical background myself. I mean, yeah, having having spent you know yeah I was really young, but it's and I mean it's not like that side of me has ever gone away. I mean. I realized, gosh, I realized before we moved to this house, so I was something like 12 or 13, when I realized mm -hmm. that things weren't, things, my, I, I disbelieved things because my internal pessimist refused to, you know, hope for them. And oh. I realized, I realized intellectually that that's a terrible reason for anything. But that's, right. that doesn't, that doesn't make it much easier to say no to that um, attitude. Yes. Yep. There's there's an entirely different kind of work that needs to be done there. Yes. Yeah. Well, I it is it is a healthy and almost necessary learning process for uh, spiritual growth and perhaps for other kinds of uh, mental and uh, psychological growth at some point to to realize what you can't do. And isn't there that great line from Rudy the uh the Notre Dame football movie. Rudy. Uh, yeah. Where, I'm ashamed uh, to admit I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through. Oh, Paul. Oh, we got it. We got a bad, yeah. bad Notre Dame alum. Bad Notre Dame, right. <laughs> See, Such Rudy a bad is, Notre Dame alum. <laughs> Rudy, is in the, Rudy is in the Basilica talking with uh, a Holy Cross priest. And the Holy Cross, uh, yeah, I, I guess bemo uh, Rudy is bemoaning his fate at the moment. And yeah. And the priest says, uh, yeah, there's one thing I've learned in all of my years of being a priest, and that is that uh, uh, there is a God, and I'm not him. Right. Yeah. And and so that, that is kind of an essential, an essential piece of growth. Um, and uh, I guess both atheists and theists, I like uh, you folks, uh, you and Pat uh, Flynn, I I got through about half of the discussion, by the way, and really liked it. Well, it was only an hour and a half, so I was I'm grateful if you could spare wow. forty five minutes. Yeah, for no, it. I think I did. Yeah, I, I got at least through thirty to thirty five, and yeah, the conversation was very good and and free flowing, and um, uh, I, I think people would really enjoy. Now, did, was that and that was released as one single bonus 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Pat does some pretty long form yeah. conversations. So yeah, I actually just yeah. posted uh, something up on our webpage, a sort of, you know, landing spot for Pat Flynn related people, or actually it's mostly to, to refer people over to his show. So I picked out, you know, a few of my favorite episodes of his. Of course, two of those are where he's interviewing Stephen Barr. So. Um, oh, marvelous. marvelous. Yeah, he said he's had Barr on his show twice, which is pretty cool. And he's yeah, also had Jared yeah. Zimmerer on there of Word on Fire, who is a comes from a bodybuilding background of all things I'm like that's fascinating so yeah, but so yeah. i linked all those up there in, in a blog post on the on the main page of our uh, of our own podcast oh, so people very can see good that. Would, would that be a good place also to just plop a link to the uh, uh society of catholic scientists uh, website or you probably yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of That's So Second Millennium. TSSM's audio producer is Morgan Burkhardt. Our theme music, Igneous Grok, was composed and performed by Vin Marquardt. For my co-host Bill Schmidt, I'm Paul Geesting. Until next time.